that her whole life she has known that she was a lesbian, that she was queer, and she has spent every single day since then hiding that and hiding her queerness. I grab my drink, I gather my cats, now let's talk about your favorite MILF. Listen, if this is a crappy recording, I do apologize because I am once again recording in my car with no microphone. This time I'm recording with my AirPods and I used to record with like the cable ones, the ones that you plugged in and they had the microphone like in the cable. So the sound's going to be different. So I apologize. And this episode probably came out way later than it should have just because I didn't have time to record it before then because I've been at my parents' house and I just don't like being like, hi, I'm going to go record my podcast. But also, I don't know where I would record it. So, like, here I am in the car recording once more. Um, But this week, we are finally going to talk about a league of their own. So, obviously, we're going to talk about Darcy, whose last name, I don't want to butcher it, but is it Cardin? I don't know. Darcy Cardin? I, I apologize because I don't know how to say her last name. So, we're going to stick to Darcy. And the first time I saw Darcy was when she was playing Janet in The Good Place. And she was so fucking good in it. The Good Place was such a good show. Um, If you have not seen this show, please go watch it because it's really, really, really good. And it deserves the praise that it got. And I feel like for every season that it was on, it was good. Like it at any point, it didn't get like, oh, this is so shitty, I don't want to watch it anymore, or what the fuck are they doing? Like, no, the writers stayed on top of it, and it has Kristen Bell and Ted Danson and so many good people in it, and it was just perfect. And the plot twist of, like, this is the bad place, oh, my God, that, it was just so good, so, so good. And I loved watching that show. And um, I have started watching it, and I told one of my brothers to watch it, and he, he watched it too. And I think both of my brothers watched it, actually. But it's such a good, good show. And Janet, Darcy's character, was amazing. The whole point of her character is that she's a robot, or she's like this sort of being that is not human, that was there to assist Ted Danson's character. And there's so many different versions of Janet, because like wherever they are like these demons whatever they wherever they are there is a janet you know there's bad place janet and good place janet which is like ted danson's assistant which is the one that we see the most and she has like her purple dress with a long sleeve shirt underneath and she always has her hair perfect and the thing that she always says is that she's not a girl and many times like after the show and like on different interviews, Darcy was talking about how this character was the representation of non-binary people on the show. Because like she always remarked, she was not a girl, but she was not a boy either. She was neither of those things. And it's beautiful because her character actually has a love story. Um, and she's with Jason. And, you know, the, he is like the one character that you think like, Oh, he's never gonna fall in love. He's like the quote unquote dumb character. So, you know, but it is actually very nice and funny and cute to see how his relationship with Janet develops and how like 
you know, they end up together and getting married and all that stuff. And it's just really, really nice. And like I said, the whole show is just really good and so, so funny. Kristen Bell is so good in it. And when I first started watching the show, I didn't think I would like it as much as I did. And that I would cry as much as I did when the show ended. But it was worth the tears and it was worth the laughter and it was just so perfect. But then Darcy became Greta in a league of their own. And that's when she exploded over Stan Twitter because every single queer woman that I know has fallen in love with Greta and is talking about Darcy all the time and talking about Greta and Carson and the show and all of that stuff. And I want to get into the show because it's really fucking good. But A League of Their Own was a Gina Davis movie. And for those of you who know me or who may remember Gina's episode, I am obsessed with Gina Davis because she is amazing. And on October 11th, on National Coming Out Day, actually, her autobiography came out. So I drove my little ass with my brother to Barnes & Noble, bought the book, and I was so fucking happy. And I read it in two nights. And... Most of the things that Gina had said in the autobiography, which is called Dying of Politeness, read it, I knew already. But there were some things that I didn't know. And she talks about A League of Their Own, obviously, because it was such an important movie in her career. And in general, it was just a really good movie, an important movie. And she was talking about how when the movie came out, a lot of people would ask her, like, oh, is this a feminist movie? And Gina would say yes. And they would ask her, like, but can we say you're a feminist? And she was like, yes. Like, it was a bad thing, so to speak, to be a feminist. But, you know, she didn't give a fuck. And up until this day, Gina doesn't give a fuck. Like, she is a feminist. And she has her whole institute institute studying gender and media and everything like that. But when she was talking about A League of Their Own, she talked about how there was a scene in the movie that they recorded in which her character and Tom Hanks' character kissed. And then they run it by the original Peaches, and they told them, like, no, this wouldn't go. Like, there is no way that we would be kissing men and our coaches when our husbands were at war. Like, no, cut it out. So they cut it out. But now, speed up to 2022, when the show A League of Their Own came out on Amazon Prime, where there is a lot of love, but most of it is queer love which makes perfect sense. One of the original Peaches actually came out as a lesbian in 95. And then if you take a look at the Netflix documentary, which talks about uh, baseball players in that time, two women, they've been dating since then. So like it was common that these women, some of them were queer and were dating each other and going out and all that stuff. But when I first you know, heard that the show was coming out, A League of Their Own. I was like, oh, it's all going to be about the baseball team and, you know, whatever. But then it took me a while to watch because I was watching other things, catching up on other things. But then I started seeing tweets and GIFs and fan cams and all that stuff about how gay the show was. And I was like, nope, I have to watch it. And I watched it in like a day, a day and a half. And I fell in love with it. And it's so, so good. And I know so many people who have seen it, like, 
10 different times. And basically, obviously, the premise of the show is, you know, the all-American women uh, softball league that comes up when um, men are at war and all that stuff. Like, that part of the movie is still in the show. But then the show takes it a step further and dives deeper into this women's life and shows who they are and how a lot of them were queer women. And the main characters and, like, the main relationship are Carson and Greta. Greta is played by Darcy. Carson is a married woman whose husband is at war. Uh, Greta, I almost said Darcy. Greta is not married, and she is coming to join the team with her best friend, Joey. And you can immediately tell that these women are a little bit queer. And Greta is the very extreme femme kind of queer woman who dresses up in dresses and her lips are always red and her hair is always in place and makeup is always done perfectly. And then as the show develops and you start to realize that Carson is also queer and Carson herself starts to realize that she's also queer, she's a complete like different representation of a queer woman. And we have several characters in the show that are different representation of what queerness means and looks like in women. You know, you have your more mask-presenting women, your super-friend-presenting women. You have different couples and different relationships that allow many people within the queer community to see themselves. And there's different parts of the show that stick with you the most, honestly. And a lot of them have to do with struggles of queer people in that era, at that time, you know? One of the things that really, really struck to me uh, very soon and as soon as it happened and I was like oh fuck was when they get this makeup coach and like presenting coach and they all have to do their makeup and stuff like that and Carson's laughing about it and Greta like gets mad and gets upset and tells her like not to do that because they're really coming here to get them ready so they don't look queer and that's something that Greta has been doing her whole life, her entire life, because when you get to learn about her background story and, you know, the love that she lost and everything, you realize that her whole life she has known that she was a lesbian, that she was queer, and she has spent every single day since then hiding that and hiding her queerness and learning how to be straight passing. And she says it again when she's like, oh, whenever I get to a new place, I like to be seen in the arm of a man, you know, so there's no suspicions which really fucking sucks because like she has to hide every time which is understandable given the times of when the show takes place because it was very dangerous for queer people to be out there and be themselves which I will talk about because it is touch upon on the show so it's it's crazy but she spent her whole life doing that so she tells Carson like don't make fun of this like it's important you know and that's when when Jess's character they're not up and they refuse to Greta and Carson jump in and they're like oh no they were helping us do our makeup so like we're gonna help them now do their makeup which is extremely necessary because if not Jess is gonna be kicked out and another point that was really touching was that Max's uncle um is a trans 
man. And there's this like constant fight of how Max's mom never mentions their sibling. And it's like a, a taboo topic, like no, you know, because she is extremely like disappointed, quote unquote, on their, her brother. And it's just very upset. And Max never really gets to know why until they meet their uncle finally and they understand why their mom was being like that which is completely wrong you know but max gets to see a whole other experience of queerness because there's you know birdie with their wife and they have this beautiful parties in which queer people show up and they dance and they drink and they have a great time all night and max gets to experience this but at the same time She's, like, stuck between this straight and queer world in which, you know, Birdie comes over and gives her this beautiful uh, suit. And then Max sort of modifies it to fit what her experience of queerness is and what she wants to look like. And it looks so beautiful and she looks perfect and she looks very comfortable and happy, like, in this journey of finding herself, which goes hand in hand with her baseball relationship and finding a team that's going to take her and she's going to be able to play and her dream's going to come true. And all this time she's exploring her queerness and her persona and who she is and her her character. And then she falls in love as well. And at the time she falls in love, she finds a team that takes her in and she's able to play baseball, which is all she wanted to do. But there's a scene in one of the episodes, if I'm not wrong, it's episode six, actually, in which while Max is so happy and there's so many queer people exploring this private space in which they're safe at Birdie's house, they're dancing and they're drinking and laughing and talking and they're having a grand old time. The other side of this experience is what happens at the bar that Lupe, Jess, Max, um, sorry, Greta, Carson, and Joey are at. At some point in the show, Carson believes that Lupe is going to get changed groups and she doesn't want to be in that baseball team anymore. She wants to be in another one. So she follows Lupe out on the street to this bar. And when Carson first gets there, she thinks that Lupe is talking to another baseball player because they want to change teams. But the reality is, and Jess and Lupe pointed out when they tell her, like, Carson, look around, is that Jess and Lupe have been walking out of the house because they're going to this queer bar where they can be themselves. And there's so many different queer people, like there's gay men, gay women, baseball players, Navy men, like all sorts of different people. And they're hiding at this bar that is very hidden. And it's just... Carson realizes, like, there's a whole new world. Like, up until that point, she had been very far from queer community and the queer reality. And then Lupe and Jess and Greta sort of start showing her everything. And Jess immediately points out how she knew that Carson and Greta were a thing. And Lupe's, like, mind blown. And in that moment, Carson feels so happy because she finds a place where she can be herself. And she wants to share that with Greta who is very not happy about it at first, 
because she knows the dangers of this. Carson is new and she's exploring all of this and she doesn't really really realize the full extent of how dangerous it is to be queer, but Greta does. It's like you have the two polar opposites. And Greta at first refuses to go to the bar, but then she agrees to. And at first it's very nice because you see them finally being able to express their love and be together in a safe place and this is where Rosie O'Donnell's character comes in which is a beautiful connection between the show and the movie and how Rosie actually when she did the movie she hadn't come out yet but she sort of explored that idea of her character being queer and Penny Marshall shut it down immediately and now here in the show she is playing a queer character who has a wife who owns this bar and is providing a safe space for all these queer people and it's beautiful and you know joey's there as well and someone tells her like you're the most beautiful woman i've ever seen and joey gets to experience also that connection and that love in a safe space but the space is not as safe as they think and the bar gets raided greta and carson lupe and jess get away greta and carson go hide in the movies and the movie that's playing is The Wizard of Oz, which has great connotation and it's very related to the time because um, there were a lot of people who were talking about how The Wizard of Oz was like a um, metaphor for the HIV crisis that was going on. So there's a lot of implications about Greta and Carson hiding in a movie theater that has The Wizard of Oz. While they got away, Joey didn't. And Mr. Chaperone Bab, who, you know, pays Joey's bail and brings her home, but tells them, like, we're trading Joey. She's going to another team. Like, we're not talking about it. Nobody can find out. Like, you know, she did it with her own money. She paid the bail and she kept it on the low. So Joey wouldn't show up on the papers because that's what they used to do. If you got caught in queer activities, you your name would show up on the paper. So Bab avoids this and just like tells him like Joey has to go. And what is so great about Bev's character and you sort of start realizing then is, you know, how much she actually cares about the peaches. And at one point she tells Carson that like, you know, she never cared about the game. She cared about them. And one of those beautiful moments in which you come to realize that Bev herself is also a queer woman is that there was a rule that if the women went out wearing pants, which was not okay, they had to pay a fine. And Jess, of course, went out wearing pants all the time because that's what she felt comfortable wearing. So Bev had to charge her a fine. But when the season comes to an end, Bev hands her the envelope and tells her like, you know, this is all the money that I collected from the fines. The league told me to collect it, but they didn't tell me what to do with their money and gives it back to Jess. And Jess is like, speechless because it's the first time that somebody has done something so nice for them and Bev tells her we have to take care of our own which gives us that nod into the fact that she is a queer woman and she also understands the struggles that they're going through so the whole time they had been watched over and taken care of by a woman who understands them and there's so many good characters on a league of their own and I feel like I could do a whole podcast talking just about the show and every episode and analyzing it. And I know there's some really good podcasts out there that do that. But I do want to point out two other characters. One is Mabel, 
Mabel is a mom and she came to play and the whole time she's chill and so nice. And then towards the end, you realize that the entire time she knew exactly who was queer and who was in a relationship with who. And it's just so beautiful because she was Joey's roommate and she never made Joey feel bad about anything. Like it was an unspoken understanding that they understand them understanding that they both have and you know Mabel like she was always chill and she never discriminated anybody she never made anybody feel like shit and on the other hand you have Shirley who has OCD and it is represented in the series and I've seen a lot of people who have OCD who, talking about it on social media and how like they finally feel seen because this character OCD was represented and was done with such respect and understanding that it was beautiful. And so Shirley has fear of homosexuality because she has this mentality. She was raised knowing or thinking that homosexuality was a disease and it could be, you know, if you were near a homosexual, you would become a homosexual. She has this idea. So at first she's like really upset that Carson didn't tell her and she's so upset that there's so many queer people around her and all that stuff. But then at one point when she starts realizing like there's so much more than what she was raised with, she kisses Carson and then she's like, oh, I don't like you. Yeah, it's not contagious. I'm good. You know, and it was sort of her way of dealing with this and coming to terms with the fact that homophobia is fucking wrong and there are queer people around you. And it was just a nice beautiful thing because Carson did consider Shirley her friend so it was nice to see that transition but yeah Darcy is so amazing on the show she's really good every single character is really good um if you haven't seen it go watch it it is really good and it does help I believe straight people understand the struggles of queer people at that time Because one thing is just saying like, oh yeah, you know, queer people were persecuted or discriminated, blah, blah, blah. But another thing is watching that on screen and really understanding why and how queer people were persecuted and discriminated and treated like shit. So it is good. The writers, producers, showrunners, everybody did such a great job. And what is so beautiful is that they created this community for so many people who wanted to feel seen and represented that has allowed other creative forms to spread you know there's people who do fan art there's fan camps there's fan fiction of course there's different like alternative universe stories that are going around and tweets and things like that that are just beautiful and wonderful so i encourage you to give a league of their own a chance if you haven't seen the movie watch the movie first so you get an idea of what it's about And then watch the show because it goes a little bit deeper than the movie does. And hopefully they get a season two. Our drinks are empty. Our cats are ready for a nap. So join me next week and let's talk about your favorite MILF. And if you like talking about your favorite MILF, please leave me some comments, review the podcast. Let me know what you think of this and let's help other lesbians find us other cats join us and let's keep talking about your favorite milfs.